The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it's a little chilly here today in uh, in sunny Los Angeles, but otherwise, pretty good. Okay, why don't you tell tell the the rest of the world what chilly in Los Angeles means? Fifty fifty four. <laughs> <laughs> so cold. Yeah, you need some fur lined flip flops for that. It's true. It is true. <laughs> How about you? How you boo? Y- I am doing well. Uh, thank you so much for asking. I'm I'm trying desperately to deal with the um, just the onslaught of celebrity deaths we have experienced uh, uh, in this first month. Or actually, it's the second month now. But during the first month of uh, 2016, I mean, we I think we talked about Lemmy. Lemmy died, yeah. uh, but that was actually the the very last part of last year. Right. Um, and you may not have heard Natalie Cole died. Did you know that? Yes, I knew that. Yeah, she she died on New Year's Eve, but so that's, that's technically both last year. And of course, we know um, um, Sir David and uh, Glenn Fry um, uh, passed away in the world of rock and roll. But did you know that Pat Harrington Jr., the beloved Schneider from One Day at a Time, he died on the sixth? Oh wow, I did not know that Schneider passed. Eighty-six years young. Wow, was, uh, was Schneider? Um, I, I, I think the smoking had something to do with it. But uh, you know. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I wasn't present uh, at the autopsy, so I can't say for sure. Um, The husband and son of Celine Dion both died within two days of each other. That's got to hurt. Yeah, that's not good. No. Alan Rickman. Yep, that's right. Dan Haggerty from Grizzly Adams. Really? Grizzly Adams passed away? Yeah, that was on the 15th. He had such soulful eyes. Dale Griffin. Now, do you know who that is? Maybe. You sh- you, you you maybe might should. Okay. Be, Help me being out. Being a, mus- a musical man yourself. Help me out. Um, the band's name has three words. The middle word is the. First word starts with an M. Um, Mottle Mottle in the hoop. <laughs> That's them. <laughs> Mott the Hoople, the drummer from Mott the Hoople, he passed away. As did Mick Gillette from Tower of Power. Uh, Jimmy Bain, former Dio and uh, Rainbow bassist. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. He, he passed away, 68 years young. Um, a lot of, uh, lot, of six, lot of late 60 passes. Yeah, which I guess is not that unusual given, you know, average life expectancy is somewhere right around there. Well, and, um, and, and I also think, you know, the, the years... The years of, of of living that lifestyle, living a, a rather um, 
rich lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially you know coming up, you know, musicians coming up in the '60s and whatnot. Um, I'm sure that their bodies were not in the best of shapes. That could be. That could be because you can only replace parts so many times. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of like our ships. You know, they say you know you, at some point you're just going to have to get a new ship because yep. you can fix the parts. You can fix the parts. You know, you can have as many friends with crucible, crucible, crucible I, <clears throat> crucibles. I guess it would be as you like. At some point, the ship's going to wear out. Yep. At some point, you got to let her go. As do livers and kidneys. Yep. <laughs> that's true. But, but yeah, no, su- uh, surprisingly large number of uh, celebrities passing. Well, and the 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 most the cruel cut of all, of course, Abe Vigoda. Yeah, yeah, Abe Vigoda is a good one. Mm-hmm. Fish, fish. He was the um, tribe chief in uh, Joe versus the volcano. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite Abe Vigoda moment, Jimmy? Um, it has to be uh, my fondest memory. Um, has to be uh, the uh, character that he played. Oh my god, now I can't remember the name of the show. What was the name of the cop show that he was on? He, he played Fish. Barney, Barney, Barney Miller. Barney, yes. Barney Miller? Yeah, Barney Miller. I wanted to do the, the intro to that so um, so bad and I couldn't pull it off. I For some weird reason, and I haven't seen the show since I was a little, little kid, but for some reason I loved that show when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was right in there with, uh, it was like, um, Barney Miller, uh, what's happening? Um, um, oh, what else? What else? Uh, Sanford and Son, Chico and the Man, um, Benny Hill. The, all these shows that, like, I remember, I, I would watch between like six and eight before prime time, before like Chips and Battlestar Galactica, and you know, The Incredible Hulk and the A Team and all that stuff started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I loved Barney Miller, and I always remember uh, Ava Gota as that character. Barney Miller and Firefly. What do they have in common? I don't know. What do they have in common? Oh, Ron, Bishop. Ron, Ron Glass. Right, right. That's right. Bishop was, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, and to round things out, you know, sadness for us NorCal Bay Area types. Uh, Paul Kantner passed away um, on last Friday at the age of 74. Wife of uh, Grace Slick. I don't know if they were married uh, at the time of his passing or not. I think Grace is still around. Lord, Lord knows she shouldn't be, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, only the good die young, right? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I I respect uh, Grace Slick's talent, but um, she she could be a little much at times, especially when she especially when she was drinking heavily. Yes, yes, Starship. I think Germany still doesn't hasn't let her back into the country, right? (laughs) And why would you? You know, I, they were never my favorite band. You know, they were, you know, they were, they were Airplane, then they were Starship. And, um, you know, they yeah, were... Yeah, White Rabbit's a really, really cool um, song and, and really kind of um, a, a classic for that era. But for me personally, that's kind of about it. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they got on their uh, their Fonzie skis and jumped way over that shark. Uh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, totally. Built this city. I mean, that... Uh, uh, Starship was not a good band. Yeah, that uh, that nearly destroyed rock and roll. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, Jimmy, you know it is that time again. Mm. It's walkabout time for oh. the Gleepster. Oh, you're going to be walking about, are you? I am. Whereabouts be... is the Gleepster walking about this time? 
where I always walk about in the desert. You're a man after my own heart. Ow, You're a man geez. after my own heart. You right over there? No. What'd I you just, do? I just smashed. I just smashed the boogers out of my finger. Well, stop it. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be gone uh, next week, uh, but the show will go on. Uh, Ace has agreed to sit in with you on the Versecast, and then, of course, uh, Mark and Ace will be there per usual for the community show. Uh, the week after that, of course, is the President's Day weekend, uh, which means that we all get to take a nice break for ourselves. And so then the week of the 22nd, everything will return to normal. Please to be keeping your arms and legs inside the ride at all times. So to, to, to recap, uh, next week... Jimmy's driving the bus. Yes. The week after, we're using President's Day as the lamest excuse ever to take a holiday. But you know what? We're worth it. And then we'll be back on the 22nd as per your normal broadcasting schedule. Yes, that is correct, sir. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, um, CIG, we got some stuff out this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, things, Things happened. Yeah, some things happened. Um, first off, um, and I, well, it was maybe the first thing, but it was the thing that was closest to my little heart. Uh, unmelting. Unmelting, unmelting. Uh huh. The opposite of what happens to the witch at the end of The Wizard of Oz. Exactly. Oh, should I, should I have said spoilers? <laughs> I think what's it been? It's been uh, sixty years or so. I yeah, think we're yeah, probably yeah. okay. Yeah, I think I think we're all right. All right. Well, I do want to um, because we we have discussed this before. We were talking about um, store credit and uh, the pledge buyback page, and, uh, and you know, discussing when we would be able to uh, to get in there with our store credits. And uh, right, right. The, the big thing was the, the balance of of trying to keep people from abusing the system. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, um, I I still don't understand that argument entirely, but um, uh, anyway, a, a big shout out to Dane Drago on the Twitters for linking a Reddit post which mentioned Ben discussing the new store credit on melting token system uh, on Reverse the Verse uh, January subscriber edition show that was last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just mentioned it right at the very end. It was so funny because like I saw that tweet and go, oh, I gotta listen, I gotta listen to the show. So I of course started at the beginning and it was at you know it's an hour show at like fifty nine minutes and thirty eight seconds. He said, oh, and by the way, <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, tokens, um, we don't need no stinking token. Well, actually, we, we do need stinking tokens. Yes, if you um, want to buy stuff back with store credit, yeah. you need your stinking tokens. Yes, and uh, I, I, I've a couple of uh, folks that I've talked to um, in chat have kind of been, well, you know, well, what what is a token? Why do I need a token? What's it all about? And well, the way that it's going to work is that each quarter, that's four times per year for those of you that uh, that uh, use your calendar in a different way. Those of us with ships on our buyback pledges page will be issued one store credit unmelt token. Now, each token allows us to unmelt one ship using a little or a lot of our store credits. And uh, remember that you can, but you know, the important thing too is that, because um, some people were thinking that this was a further restriction upon the pledge buyback, you can anytime, all day long, buy back anything on your uh, pledge buyback page with cash money. So yeah, this absolutely. is this is not, this is, this is more, this is not less. Um, and uh, as, as you mentioned earlier, they, they have this token system in place to avoid system abuse. And there is an example in uh, the Reddit post, which I've linked to in the show notes, that uh, describes one such scheme. 
Uh, and I, I think what they were doing is they were somehow managing to um, to uh, purchase um, ship upgrade uh, CCU. Uh, what do you call a CCU? Is it a package? Is it a um, the cross chassis upgrade? I don't. No. It's just it's an upgrade. Yeah, it's yeah. just an upgrade. It's, it's, it's just an upgrade. Uh, people that were able to, uh, while a limited availability ship was on sale, purchase uh, several upgrades to that ship, which they would maintain in their um, uh, inventory and then be able to um, uh, sell those on the gray market uh, when the ship was no longer available. So um, anyway, uh, go check that out if you're interested in sort of the nitty gritties of, of uh, what they're trying to remedy here. Uh, but anyway, um, you can't you can't uh, buy the you can't buy back ship upgrades anymore, and I'm and, and I'm not even really sure that we could before um, anyway. But right. that's that's kind of what, what's going on. So my now this happened. Uh, they announced that on Wednesday. On Friday, the uh, the tokens dropped. So my first token dropped Friday afternoon, and it hadn't even settled on the table before it was gone. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's not a surprise. Yeah, where do you uh, uh, where do you find these uh, these these tokens they were referenced on your pledge buyback page interesting yeah so if you go to oh you have one opportunity to buy back a pledge with store credit there you go um so uh the mayhem which ensued in my life uh, occurred in in eight eight easy transactions um <laughs> okay <laughs> so, so actually, um, when it was all said and done, my buyback page is, is even longer. So, go go figure that. Um, so you and, can, so you can. I'm assuming then you can uh, melt one or two or thirteen of your ships that you currently have. Keep that, add that store credit to your store credit, and then use that token. Is that kind of what you were doing? That is correct. Okay, cool. Okay, continue. That, Okay, so when the dust all settled, my hangar was much leaner and perhaps a little less meaner. But I don't know what that means. Okay, so what is now, not sitting in your hangar, but what is what is in your hangar, collectively, all of your ships, including the ones that are not hangar-ready yet? I now have three troop transport ships, a small, a medium, and a large. And they you know, are? You know, like porridge. Get uh-huh, it? yeah, yeah. Small, medium, large. Uh, they are the Redeemer. That would be my small one. It's, a, it's actually not really a small ship, but um, compared to the other two, it is. Uh, my Retaliator, dropship, and my Starliner. Yeah, oh, you got your Starliner back. Very nice. Star G Lines is back in business. All right, very happy about that. Um, and then I've got um, I've got two medical ships. Uh, they're actually really only one, uh, but they're they're kind of like those uh, those little Russian what do you call those dolls um, things that where they fit inside each other. Um, uh, what do you call those things? The uh, egg, the little Russian little, dolls. Little Russian dolls that fit inside each other. Uh, anyway, it's the Endeavor uh, Hope class platform with the Cutlass Red, which fits inside of it. And then uh, my, my org hangar uh, ship, uh, the Avenger Stalker, which came from Space Santa. Yay! So anyway, <clears throat> that's uh, I, I got rid of uh, I got rid of my racing ships. Um, it was a it was a brief uh, a brief flirtation back to the world of racing. Um, but I just man, I tell you, it was like every day I would look at my pledge buyback and look at pictures of my Starliner, and it was it was hard, man. Now I'm surprised I'm surprised you didn't pick up a Star G again. Especially since that's going to be hangar ready soon, and I know you're impulsive. 
<laughs> well, you know, see, there you go. Uh, did I mention in three short months I will get another uh, token? <laughs> oh, Gleep. <laughs> Holy cow. Do you have um I, I I'm sorry, I was Googling little Russian dolls uh, as you were getting to the tail end of your ships. Did you mention do you have a single cedar ship? Uh the Avenger Stalker. The Avenger Stalker. Okay. Now is that something you're planning on keeping? Oh yeah. Well it's from Space Santa, so and it's my orbit right, right, right. ship. And so, yes. but that's that's gonna kinda be like your your main because the thing is at the end at the end of the day, I I'm quickly realizing that um when you get past a two person recommended ship you start struggling to be able to really use that ship to its full capacity. So, mm-hmm. um, like, for example, I can get away with um, with the Freelancer because uh, it's a two-person ship. So you can get away with kind of ma- uh, managing that ship by itself. Um, same uh, could be tr- said for, like, uh, the Cutlass Drake. Um, you know, and then, uh, or the, and then you've also got, like, the Herald. Like, the, the smaller two-person shi- uh, ships, the Reliance, are ships that you can get away with flying by yourself but mm-hmm. all of your ships are, are are larger than that well yeah and i'm <clears throat> i'm well i'm the reason i'm involved in in this community is to play with other people oh so, yeah no 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 totally yeah yeah um but uh i believe um, and i have given this thought um but i believe that on those nights where you know just the the way that things happen no one else is out to play or it's too late or what have you, um, that I should be able to do uh, runs with my Starliner uh, single-handedly. I mean, I'll have to hire NPC crew, but right. um, I should be able to uh, do short, safe runs uh, by myself. Um, well, and, and hopefully by the time the game is, is fully realized, um, we'll have that NPC system in place that allows to, to take some of the pressure off of um, you know, solo gameplay and multi-crew ships. Well, yeah, I, I think that the um, uh, like it's also when are these ships going to be available? I think it's going to be um, persistent universe for uh, the Starliner because um, I don't know if there's really much of a mechanic that they want to test on that. Right. Um, I mean, there's the, the sort of the mini game of managing passengers and and uh, crew and what have you, but um, uh, as as for uh, I, I'm guessing probably the Endeavor there is going to come out sooner than that, just because there's going to be the whole hospital mechanic that's prob- pretty. Uh, pretty um, involved, so I'm thinking they're going to want to test that a little bit. Um, yeah. I, well, no, I agree. And I think um, I, I think that as we start to see the bigger ships uh, become flyable, um, the, the problem is going to become more apparent, and they're going to need to get some form of, of NPC crew uh, going, because it's hard enough with a Constellation, you know, or a Retaliator. You start mm-hmm. you start talking about the Star G's. You start talking about the Endeavors. You start talking about these ships that are five plus. Um, it's it's going to be a challenge, especially if they don't have um, matchmaking set up uh, as you know where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's um, I I understand that concern, and I'm I'm hoping that things sort of stay the way that they are right now, as far as um, uh, the group, that, the Black Guard, because uh, in Arma, I mean, we go out there, you know, pretty much every night, and there's you know between six and ten people out there playing. Nice. So that's a, you know that's enough to fill you know enough to fill a retaliator, certainly enough to fill a redeemer. Um, Oh yeah. Uh, well, and I think once once matchmaking's a little bit more dialed in, once we're able to play together collectively, um I think that we're going to I think that that the the issue with multi-crew ships, especially smaller multi-crew ships like four-person ships, um mm-hmm. I think is going to be resolved pretty easily because yeah, we're, we're all going to want to um be in the same sandbox together. Um and we're all going to want to do different things um 
you know, in, in, in relation to that. So um, I'm not too terribly worried about that. I think the big thing is just getting that matchmaking system um, dialed in. Yeah, that, that's that's a huge, uh, yeah, a huge thing that we we need, and they know that. They've yeah, yeah, about totally. It. So anyway, I've uh, went in and I updated my hangar page at versecast.org, and uh, if you all out there in podcast land haven't, please do so now. It's easy, it's free, it's slimming. Let me tell you, um, I'm fitting into pants I haven't worn in years. <laughs> You're sweating from all that melting. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Um, so, um, Jimmy, Jimmy I'm, I'm guessing you have not used your token yet. Um, is no. there anything on your list that you may be interested in um, in uh, melting uh, some something else for? No. Hmm. Really? So now, the, and you don't have any situation where you could use the token to um, uh, unmelt an LTI ship and then uh, CCU back to a ship you currently have and get LTI on it. I don't think so. No. Okay, because I got one more for that. My redeemer is uh, is three year insurance, which by oh I should probably mention last week I think I screwed up the math on John's uh, calculation. Um, uh, it uh, it oh God, what did it work out to now? It was like it was like twelve years. Was it twelve years? So it was not twelve years. No, it was not twelve years. It was <laughs> let's see, because if you if you if you play six hours a day every day, then that would be once a year. You play a quarter of a year. If you have three years of insurance. A quarter of a year times three, uh, invert the fraction, you got, yeah, 12 years. If you have three years of insurance. Uh-huh. I think, I, oh, that's 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 where I made my mistake, is that three years of insurance, not six months of insurance. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, if you had six months of insurance and you played six hours a day every day, that would last you for two full years. And uh, if, you're, okay. if, you're playing, if you're playing six hours a day every day, you need to get help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's more of a job than a game. Yeah, there are people that miss you desperately. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I've had a. Be- I've had. I think I'm pretty much maxed out on my LTI. Um, I, I've got LTI and three year on pretty much every single one of my ships, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't even really say a lot. I, I don't have a lot of of melted ships. I've got a, I've got a couple, but I don't have a lot. And the ones that are all melted are uh, are you know six month uh, you know or three year you know so there's really there's really no more no more room left for me to uh, to 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 kind of play that game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I really can't complain because, like I said, every every one of my ships is either LTI or uh, three year, and and the ship I currently plan on playing the most, the, the ship I um, is like, currently my main ship, uh, my freelancer is LTI. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I just have one more. I just have my Redeemer. I have an LTI Vanguard that, um, uh, and I, you know, I rented the Vanguard. I think I mentioned last week, and you know, it's fun, but I, I don't want it. You know, long term, it's just it's right. not for me. So um, I will be uh, when I get my next token. That's going to be the first place I'm going. But um, uh, you know, also uh, all of that maths that I just did uh, was if we actually, um, if they break it down into hours, we don't, we don't want to get back into this conversation, but um, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be more like REC and it's not, so it's, you know, it, it won't be that long. Three three or six months of insurance is not going to get you um, um, two years of gameplay. I'm yeah. Sorry, and my the other ship that I plan on playing a lot, uh, the Drake Herald, is also LTI. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. So I'm, so I'm in pretty good shape. 
Yeah. And, of course, after all of that, LTI doesn't mean anything. So, <laughs> Yeah, we talk an awful lot about LTI for the fact that it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I know. I know. Do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> oh, oh, and one last uh, most important thing here is uh, the tokens do not stack. So if you... Um, oh, in, in, that's interesting. Yes. Yeah, so if in three months... Uh, you haven't used your token. When the next one is issued, you're not going to have two tokens. You're going to have one token. Now, do they go away or do they roll over? In other words, you, you still have that. You have that one token. So let's let's say um, you have the equivalent of of three tokens over the course of three years. Do you still only have one token? And you know what I'm saying? Like, do they? Uh, I'm probably. Completely nine off. months. Nine month. Nine months from now, you will. If you don't use any tokens, you will still have only one token. Ah, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. hey, listen. At the end of the day, I get it. Um, the gray market must be a huge thorn in their side. They must cringe every time anybody mentions it. Um, I've never purchased anything on the gray market. Um, I've never. I, I heard horror stories, and I heard, you know, go to these recommended people, and I just didn't care enough. Um, and I think I, I will say I think that CIG has done a very good job of servicing their clients in that to a large extent if you if you play the game right you can pretty much get to like where I where I am where almost all where all of my ships except my packages um, LTI or three year um, mm-hmm. and, and that really helps keep people away from the gray market. Um, the only reason that I was considering going there was because I wanted LTI on uh, the Constellation and possibly the Freelancer. But I just, I, I didn't care enough and I didn't want to take the chance of going and wandering into the gray market. Um, and CIG was able to service me and, and I was able to get my ships to where I want them to be. So, I mean, kudos to them for, you know, for listening. You know, and doing yeah. everything they can to try and stop the the, polar, the proliferation of ships on the gray market. Yeah, there's only been one ship that I've ever considered getting on the gray market, and that was back when I had my racing pants on. Um, the uh, the Omega, the uh, Mustang Omega, which ah. was the the limited edition thing. I think it came with uh, um, with ATI. ATI is that the the for those for those folks that don't use Nvidia? Are you an Nvidia guy? Or are you the other guy? Uh, no, I'm a uh I'm a uh, Radeon guy. Radeon, okay, okay. So yeah, it was. I don't know. It came free with a graphics card. So ah, uh, but the, and they're they're out there. I see them. You know, they they want like fifty bucks for them. So it's it's actually you know, it, assuming that everything goes well and you don't end up getting your account locked out and uh, right. lose ev- everything that you've uh, been building up over the last few years. Um, not it's, a bad deal. Eh, it's just not worth it to me. Nope, nope. It, it it's not worth it. It's not worth it, Jimmy. Awful! That's a wonderful impersonation you got there, Gleep. Why? Why? Why would you do such a thing? Well, 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 Minge, I, I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> well, we had a roundup. We have a roundup. Uh, yeehaw! Um, we uh, it's a free fly week. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes. Yeah. Through uh, next weekend, uh, there is going to be free fly access. Uh, to all accounts. So, um, you know, I, I sort of think of people that have accounts as also having ships, but I guess that's not the case. There are folks that just want to uh, troll <laughs> troll the forums and whatnot. Well, they're just, so, and, to, to be fair, there, there, there are also people that are just, you know, watching the game that, that are not quite ready. I, I mean, at this point, it would you would think that pretty much everyone that's been watching the game is ready to jump on board. But, for example, um, what is it, Revival? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that game at all. Um, it is a um, 
it, it's a um, fantasy game uh, that's being developed uh, by Alphonic. And mm-hmm. um, it's... Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. It's very creepy. Um, and uh, it's it, it's in development right now. And you can buy a house. Uh, you can buy... I don't know if you can buy a ship yet, but you can buy a house in the city. Um, and that's what they're using to kind of crowdfund the game. And mm-hmm. I'm interested in the game. I think it's really cool, but I- I'm just not there. So I-, I am following them, but I have no desire to um, put any money down whatsoever to to support the game until I see a little bit more. Um, I'm, I have my concerns about Ilphonic after, you know, I-, I personally think there's a little more going on behind the scenes with Star Marine and why it is where it is now. I think that has to do with Ilphonic, but, oh. but I don't know. Um, but... You know, I, I do like what they're doing. I like the docs that they're posting on it, so I'm keeping an eye on it, and, and you know, I'm waiting. And I, and it's been, I think they announced it, I want to say, seven, eight months ago. Okay. You know, and I'm still just kind of lurking, you know, and I, I'm sure that there are people out there uh, that are the same, uh, even with as much or as far as we've come in Star Citizen. Um, I still think uh, that there there are people that are still doing the same thing, where they're just waiting, and and they may not make a move until the game goes live. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that, and I think that also um, that there is still enough misunderstanding out there about what the game is about. You know, uh, that as um, I think I think that the Squadron Forty Two release is going to, assuming that it is as awesome and successful as we all expect it will be. Um, I think that that's going to turn a lot of heads because uh, I still, you know, I talk to people that I, I, I game with at the game store and stuff. You know, I say, hey, you know, have you checked out Star Citizen? Go, oh yeah, that's that game where they are the like the court stepped in and shut them down. I was like, no, no, they <laughs> no, didn't do that. That's, no. that's not what happened. Um, so um, yeah, I, I I agree. I think you, you there are people lurking around the edges in various uh, states of informativeness, and um, um, hopefully they'll all come on board for the big win. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, it's it's you know it's one of those things where it's like, um, you, you know, understandably, especially if you're not following the game. I mean, we have the the benefit of, of really following the game, so bit. we know everything that's going on. And and I get the same thing when I'll talk to people. You know, when I talk gaming with people, and and they're like, oh, you know what, you know what's the game you're really into right now? And it's like, you know, I'll tell them Star Citizen, and you get the same type of thing where they're just like, oh, that's that game that like, you know, it's got in a lot of trouble, right? Or that's that game that that's got a lot of critics, right? Or or they're like they've like raised a bunch of money, but they're not doing anything, and it's just like, wow, yeah, (laughs) wow, the the misinformation train is you know really. Um, it's disappointing, honestly. Um, but the thing is, you can't blame a person because they don't know. You know what I mean? They just pick up snippets off of Twitter, um, and that's. I think that uh, I think that's disappointing. But you know, I do my best to let them know that that's not accurate and tell them a little bit about the game. And usually, for me, when I show people, I'll, I'll pull up a video or something and show them and be like, "This is in game and like real." You know, it's hap- it's in game now. They're like, "Oh, it's in game now," and I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, well, that's pretty cool." And I'm like, "Yeah." So, yeah, I think there's a fair number of people out there that are still just kind of watching. Well, you know, that's, and that's why we're here. I mean, uh, you know, primarily uh, to, uh, to find uh, friends to play with, but then also, you know, to be ambassadors for the game itself. Mm, so, ambassadors. Ambassadors. That, I think we get immunity in some... Uh, I don't know if that means we... You know, I probably shouldn't have got a flu shot this year if I have immunity. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. 
All right. Well, um, anyway, uh, FreeFly Access is going to grant folks access to three unique parts of the Star Citizen experience. And that's actually their words, Star Citizen experience, which I think, you know, makes it sound like uh, a game that was out 20 years ago that is now a ride at Disneyland. <laughs> come, come ride the Star Citizen experience. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it is an open world sandbox. It is a bit of an experience. It was just a joke, Kimmy. That wasn't serious. Really? <laughs> First, you get Crusader, which is also known as the Mini PU. Uh, second, Arena Commander. And then, of course, the Social Module. And because uh, these things do tend to come in threes, there are going to be three ships made available for folks to free fly this week. The Hornet F7C. I think that's just the baseline Hornet. Yeah. Uh, the Aurora LN and the Mustang Delta. So if you are still on the fence about Star Citizen, why not give it a try? I would I would recommend the Delta. I think that the Delta is fun to fly, and it's also got a little bit of a pop to it. The, uh, the, Hornet, the Hornet is a, a bit tankier, and without being able to... Um, uh, to mess with the weaponry uh, much, I, I don't think you'll have as much fun. But anyway, that's that's just my my personal opinion. Three uh, three good choices for uh, people to give the game a try. Yep. Um, and we got to Star Citizen Alpha 2.1.2 released to the live servers this week. And uh, this was an update that uh, targeted uh, some very specific bugs uh, in Crusader and in Arena Commander. And uh, my favorite, uh, they had a list, of course, obviously, as they always do, um, of issues addressed. My favorite uh, known issue uh, still remaining is a jetpack-looking item which appears on the back of characters in Crusader. And it occasionally flickers in and out of reality. Have That's you, pretty cool. Have you seen this thing? I have not seen it. I, I desperately want one of these, uh, you know, invisible backpacks. I have not seen them either. Yeah. Um, and uh, the package split is inbound. So now uh, Star Citizen and Squadron 42 will be split into two different items. This split will happen on Valentine's Day. It's an interesting <laughs> Perfect. choice choice of, uh, of days to do that. Um, and Squadron 42 will be available as either a standalone game or as an optional add-on for Star Citizen. To lock in both games for the lowest possible price, now all you have to do is pledge a $45 ship before Valentine's Day. Um, and now currently on the website, the $42 package, or I'm sorry, the Squadron 42 package um, is uh, priced at $45. And you can get uh, you can get a, a access to Star Citizen. So I'm assuming that if prices don't change, that you'll have your choice for 45 bucks. You can buy into Star Citizen, and there's no Arena Commander uh, pass anymore or anything like that. So uh, you can either uh, get access to everything we have access to now for 45 bucks, or you can um, get the, uh, the uh, pre-order the standalone game. So um, and I, I know that there's been some discussion in the uh, in the forums, and there was a poll in the forums about this. And so, um, do you have any opinions about this, Jimmy? Uh, opinions in regards to the fact that they're splitting it off, and it's now uh, unless you're an early backer, it's now what ninety dollars to to get both uh, Squadron Forty Two and Star Citizen proper. Yeah, will be it will be after Valentine's Day. Um, they got to make money. Yeah. I mean, yep. you know, this is, the, I think, you know, I don't know why this would be an issue for anybody on the forums. You already have both games. Right. So right. Why, why is it an issue for anybody on the forums? 
Um, is it? Let me. I haven't looked at the forum thread. I haven't looked at the polls. Is it that they feel that is? Do people feel that it's going to be a turnoff for new people coming into the game? I think so, and I don't. Um, I don't want to speak for John, but I know he had a couple of posts in there um, uh, about <clears throat> about um, you know concerning uh, getting friends to play the game and saying you know. Um, because you know you can't you can't really play Squadron Forty Two together. It's going to be a single player experience. So if you're selling the WoW of Squadron Forty Two, um, are you going to be able to say? And then when that and then when you're done with Squadron Forty Two, uh, spend another you know x amount of money to come play with me in the uh, Persistent Universe, and we can play right. together. Yeah, no, no, I I, I get that. I, I I would I would say this um, if Squadron Forty Two delivers the way that we're anticipating it to deliver mm-hmm. the people that that buy the game after the fact are, are there's it, it appeals to one of two types of gamers the people that will play a game till its conclusion and then walk away mm-hmm. and then there'll be other people that play the game and fall in love with the universe and will want to continue on right that's my opinion um, and I think that they're they're appealing to both of those markets. Uh, so you pick up Squadron Forty Two, you play through it. You're like, oh, this game is amazing. Oh, it spits you out and doing a, a, a virtual, you know, a full virtual universe. Ah, all right, sure, I'll pay the other forty five dollars for it. Why not? Um, they are in effect two different games, right? You know, and you know they're both pushing envelopes. They're they're both uh, cutting edge games. So you know, I I get it. Well, I, I think you, it could go the other way around too, where there are some people that they're only interested in MMOs because they want they require their gaming is is focused on the social experience. Yeah, you know? and if you and if you can't be playing with your friends, then you know you might as well be watching a movie. Um, so I, I can see it the other way, but um, you know, like when, when did you back the game? Oh, when did I back the game? Uh, I backed. I forget the date, but I backed the game the week Arena Commander came out. Okay, so let's see. That might have been before I did. So I backed in 2013, in July of 13. So at that, thinking back to when you backed, um, if you had to kind of give it a, a, a number between one and ten, what what chance did you give Star Citizen for actually coming out in a form which would match or nearly match your expectations? Uh, when Arena Commander came out, um, there was a lot of um, a lot of hope. That the mm-hmm. game would meet my expectations, but I would say probably a seven. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Six, seven. Th- you know, it was a, it was a. This is a lot of fun. Let's see where they go from here. And so, what chance do you give it now? Uh, eight, nine. Yeah, I'm. I'm at nine point five. I'm ninety five percent sure that what ends up coming out is going to be something that that satisfies. Um, you know. To a reasonable extent, my expectations yeah, of, of for the Yeah, of course. Game. I, and the thing yeah. is, the, it's never going to be every single thing to every single person, you know. And there'll be there'll be little things about it that that you know that we that collectively or separately kind of wish to see in the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm I'm very excited for the potential based on what they've delivered as far as an open world sandbox MMO goes. So far, they seem to be doing a pretty darn good job. Yeah. 
So, you know, and I, I think that um, if you think of our back, because at the time, you know, when I first backed, I thought, you know, I was a coin flip. I said, you know what, this is either going to be really cool or it's going to be something else. Yeah. And either way, I'll spend 45 bucks. Yeah. I'll I, spend 45 bucks. And, you know, and because uh, I had a, I had a couple of friends who, who um, were playing it. So, I, you know, I said, hey, I got this ship. What ship do you have? You know, so it was uh, it was not, you know. If if it had fallen apart six months later, I would have been like, "Well, that sucks." Um, but I'm pretty. I'm like I said, I'm about ninety five percent sure um, that this is going to um, this is going to come out uh, in a way that makes me happy. And if you think of uh, of this sort of um, of uh, funding for development, it's it, you know, it's you're making a bet. You're betting, you know, that yeah, they're going to be able to do what they're what they're um, uh, claiming that they're going to be able to do. And you know, and as as things become a better chance, you know, of being uh, successful, then you know the price tends to increase, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I have no problem at all with Squadron Forty Two and Star Citizen being sold as separate items. I mean, right now you can prepay for both games for forty five bucks. You know, that's that's cheap. That's really really cheap. Even if you only believe that there's a 75% chance of one of the two games meeting expectations, you know, like one of them, you know, you say, ah, there's three out of four chance that, that one of these is going to be worth it. Uh, $45 is 75% of 60 bucks, which is basically the fair price for a AAA title. So I don't think that there's, I don't, I don't think that they're gouging. I think that it's been sold uh, very, very cheap for a very long time. And, but of course, you know, that's, they're selling it now, you know, with a, like, hey, trust us for the next two years before it's done. So, there, that's worth something too. Yeah, but, well, and I think that that's that's kind of the the reason why it has been priced the way that it's been priced for so long is, you know, we we haven't shown you a lot. Um, we there we as in CIG are still trying to solve major technical issues at the time. You know, mm-hmm. and I think now I think that they're past a lot of that. Um, I, I think there are still issues that they're working on, but generally speaking, I think they're past a lot of those issues. And I think that the uh, Exoverse, uh, the Mini PU, shows that. And I think that they're at a point now where they're like, "Look, we're showing you the potential. We know we can do this. So right. this is your opportunity. This is the the last chance, if you will." Opportunity to get in at this price point because after you know after Valentine's Day, the two companies you know are gonna you know basically work on separate as as separate entities and the games are gonna come out as separate entities. Mm-hmm. And um, even then, for forty five bucks, I think it's cheap. Yeah, I no, I agree. I for forty five bucks think, for each each game, yeah, I think that's totally doable. Yeah, and because you know, there's gonna be no subscription, so um, you know, like you said, they got to make money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that's another, and I'm, that's actually a really good point too. Um, there is no monthly subscription. Yeah, so they they got to uh, they got to keep burgers on the grill for uh, Ben and Lando somehow. Well, there is a monthly subscri- subscription if if you choose to back, but it's not a requirement. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and uh, please, you know, do um, I'll uh, I'll post a link in the uh, show notes to the forum thread on that because uh, I did quote John, and I hope I did not misquote uh, what he meant to say. Um, but you know, it's it's happened before, like last week. Um, 
And um, and uh, of course, in the in the roundup this week, um, store credit tokens were distributed. And I'll just read the text verbatim, just because I think this is one of those things that has the potential for being very confusing, especially if folks are only kind of listening with one ear. Um, tokens allowing backers to use store credit to unmelt a single ship have been distributed to every paid account. Please note that these are single-use tokens that can be applied to only one unmelt. Additional tokens will be attributed once every quarter to allow additional unmelts in the future. Tokens do not stack, however, so be sure to use this one before the next distribution. Please note, customer service is not able to manually unmelt any additional ships. Please do not submit tickets with this request, as the team will be unable to assist you. This so. is this also has to be huge for their CS department. Um, yeah, you know, I think so. allowing them to deal with real issues. Not can you please unmelt my ship because I screwed up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, um, uh, we had some um, some other interesting stuff gleaned from the official contents this week. Uh, we got uh, reverse the verse on Friday, and uh, they reiterated that the three ships currently in the pipeline are a pirate interceptor, um, a light corvette, and the Tavaran boarding ship, the Asperia Prowler. So, what do you think? What do you think they should name the a pirate interceptor? Mm, Captain Feathersword. I was thinking the <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really curious. I, I, the pirate interceptor I, I have heard nothing about. The light corvette I've heard nothing about. about. Yeah. The Tavaran boarding ship heard nothing about. I mean, other than the Aspera, other than the name, the Asperia Prowler. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing some um, design docs on these ships. Yes, I, I think they should name the light corvette Apollonia. The Apollonia. Uh huh. Settle down, Prince. <laughs> no, wait. That's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, they are hoping the Reliant will be ready to go with Star Citizen Alpha two point two. Do you, Jimmy? Do you have a? Have you ever had a Reliant? No, I have not had a Reliant. Mm. I um. I, if I didn't, if they didn't have a Drake Herald, I would have the news van. Ah, ooh, I don't have one of those anymore either. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> no. would you assume? Why would anybody assume that you have any ship for more than like a half hour? I, I don't know why they would do that. Um, I, used to, I, I, I used to have a Reliant twice now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, the pre-order for the first SciTech Hotas has been pushed back to better align with its ship date. So um, it's still on the development is still on the same schedule. They're just pushing back the take our money event. So as they should, if yeah. if if it's going to be long in the tooth, so to speak, to get that Hotas shipped, they shouldn't be taking money for it. Um, they yeah. should just they should just wait because people are going to buy it. They just need to wait. Yeah. Work on the Caterpillar is going well, and after it's completed, work will begin on the Carrick. And that's exciting for several members of our org, well, at least 12 of them, because uh, we have 12 guys on our hangar page that uh, uh, claim that they have Carricks. So, you know. Carrick, the Carrick really is a beautiful ship. Um, if, if I. It might be a ship I work towards in game. If I I just I ha, I hesitate to to pick up a ship that large because of the uh, management challenges, right? Uh, you know the crew challenges, um, but it is a great great looking ship, and I am really excited to uh, to see it in game. Yeah, 
Uh, the railgun shown on ATV's sneak peek this week is a shoulder-mounted anti-spacecraft weapon. So I'm thinking the guys in the Black Guard will be interested in picking up one or 36 of these. Yeah, uh-huh, and firing from the back end of a ship as they're pulling away. Yeah, I mean, how awesome. A railgun. I mean, yeah, that's like- pretty cool. That is very, very cool. <laughs> and the fun fact this week, uh, Star Citizen trailers this year have had more Mark Hamill than Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, uh, in Around the Verse this week on Thursday, uh, episode 2.16, for those of you uh, scoring at home, uh, we got our first look at Hurston uh, with Mark Skelton. And... Um, it is at uh, 24 minutes and 41 seconds in the show. And, uh, Jimmy, you are our resident lore. It's just a picture. Um, but you are our resident lore expert. What's the story behind Hurston? All right. Let's talk Hurston. Yes, let's. So Hurston is Staten 1. This is part of the Staten system. So Stanton is the system that we are playing in right now. Stanton is the persistent universe to date. Okay. So Stanton 1 being Hurston. Stanton 2 being Crusader, which is where Port Olisar is. Okay. Stanton 3 is Art Corp, which is currently just our social mod. Got it. Stanton 4 is Microtech, still in development. Okay. So those are the four uh, planetary bodies in the Stanton system. Okay. Okay. So Hurston is owned by a manufacturer. Most of these planets um, seem, all of these planets actually, are are owned by corporations. Mm -hmm. um, And they're named so. Uh, Crusader uh, is, uh, is, for example, a gas giant. And what people may not know, um, if they're not really into the lore, is uh, that uh, there are platforms. Uh, so Crusader is a gas giant, but the uh, atmosphere uh, is breathable. So they've constructed uh, latticework uh, and basically floating platforms to build large-scale ships. Wow. Yeah, and Alasar is kind of the, the waypoint for um, for crew and resources and goods to go down to Crusader. Okay. All right. Art Corp. Um, you know we all know about Art Corp. Uh, Art Corp. Uh, Staten Three. Uh, visually impressive world. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, even uh, polluted. Uh, so sorry, I'm I'm half reading while talking. So uh, so yeah. So Art Corp. <laughs> Art Corp. We all know Arcorp, uh, owned by Arcorp, um, and uh, Microtech is also in the works. But Hurston is owned by a company called Hurston Dynamics. And okay. the Hurston family uh, have been helping humans make war on one another for generations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ooh, boo, boo. They, uh, they design uh, weapons. Uh, and uh, they've been doing so for a very, very long time. They own Hurston. And okay. Stanton 1, I'm just going to read the brief description on, on Hurston. Stanton 1 is home to Hurston Dynamics. Uh, it's uh, an aristocratic family-run weapon manufacturer uh, who's bled the world dry. Stanton 1's uh, ecosphere has been largely destroyed, with almost all indigenous life killed by mining and manufacturing processes. So 
if you look at the picture from uh, Reverse the Verse, or from Around pretty the Verse, bleak. rather, it's pretty bleak. And yeah, that speaks to what the planet is. The planet is, whereas it, Art Corp is kind of really pretty and cl- and pristine and, um, and, and gleaming, if you will. Yeah. Um, very high tech. Hurston is very dirty, uh, very manufacturer centric, um, very much like kind of like the Industrial Revolution, you know, where the where the planet is just filthy. It's covered in smog and dirt, um, and uh, yeah, not a great place to be. Uh, they import workers for uh, for year long factory or mining contracts, and very few people go back. Oh. Oh, yeah. interesting. Hurston is always in need of cheap labor and is a good source for traders looking to move uh, antimatter uh, persecutors, whatever that is. Ah. Precursors. Sorry, precursors. Antimatter precursors. Not sure what that is, but sure. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Hurston is uh, is going to be a very grungy world, if you will. Okay. So, and it's, um, it's well, what they were saying um, on, this was in the uh, ATV interview with um, uh, Disco, um, Disco Lando was uh, interviewing Mark Skelton, and what they were saying is that this is going to be coming next after Nix. So, once we're able to go from, uh, I guess, actually, once we'll be, first that might be, be, be being able to go between Port Olisar and uh, Art Corp, I'm guessing. Well, so here's the thing. Um, so l- let's talk just really briefly about Nix. So Nix is is a separate system. Mm. We've talked, oh, it is? Yeah, we've talked about Stanton. Nix is not oh. part of Stanton. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, so when you're talking Stanton, you're talking Hurston, Crusader, uh, Art Corp and Microtech. Mm-hmm. Those are the four planetary bodies in the Stanton system. Mm-hmm. When you're talking Nix, Nix is an entirely different system. And you've got Nix 1, Nix 2, Nix 3, and then you've got Asteroids and Delmar. Mm-hmm. Now, the landing zone in Nix is Delmar. Okay. And Delmar is, um, without getting too into it, um, it's uh, the size of a planetoid. Uh, Delmar is hidden deep in the Nix belt. Uh, it used to be a mining facility. It was abandoned. Yada 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 yada. We'll we'll, we'll touch on Nix when it actually goes live. Um, but the interesting thing is, if they're talking about Nix being the next landing zone, are they going to be providing us with a jump point? I hope so. So, and the other question that I have is in regards to Stanton and Hurston are where where Arc Corp is a standalone quote unquote social mod that we load into from our hangars, will Hurston have a quantum drive point linked between uh, Hurston and uh, Port Alisar? Yes, that's okay. Yeah, that yeah, well, that's all that it would require, isn't it? Yeah, because the thing is, you're, you don't need to. It, you're in the Stanton system. You don't right. need to do. You don't need to to do a uh, a jump through a wormhole. So right. all it would require would be a, a a point quantum drive two that would take you from Planet Crusader to Planet Hurston. Right. So, so the question is, are they going to do that? 
or is and and I'm assuming if they're calling it the Hurston Landing Zone, the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could do it. You could do it where I suppose you could, like, you can now just go into your magic elevator and spawn there. Right. Right. But and that's and then, that's the question, you know, is, and then fly around, um, which, um, you know, and it, depending upon. You could set up a different um, selection of missions to to be performed uh, while they're given the the nature of the planet. Because, like you know, right now um, it seems like uh, uh, maintaining um, uh, communications. It seems to be the uh, maintaining communications and investigating um, things that have gone horribly wrong are the um, in the loneliness of space are the is sort of the theme of the missions that are available um, out of Port Olisar. Right. So I mean, maybe maybe something like um, uh, Hurston would allow us uh, to once the, the cargo mechanic is in place. Maybe you know they talked about cargo Olympics before. Um, maybe that would allow us to have cargo missions where you need where there would be um, um, uh, craft in orbit around Hurston that needed to have parts moved down to the surface. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how much content we get with Hurston that's mm-hmm. you know are we going to get the, the questions that I have um, you know obviously in regards to Nix um, are we are we getting a, a jump point to get to Nix uh, or is it going to be elevator loaded I'm assuming that I'm assuming the the previous I'm assuming that we're going to get a jump point mechanic mm-hmm. Um then the next thing going back to the Stanton system is are we going to get a quantum jump to Hurston and back to Port Olisar, further expanding the Stanton system, which would be awesome. Then mm-hmm. the other question is, when you're in Hurston's um, orbit, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. what are you going to have to do around Hurston? Is it going to have as many missions uh, or more as we have on Olisar? Uh, yeah. So these are all questions I have. Um, I, I, I will be over the moon if Hurston is basically, you know, and ex- is basically Port Olisar Part Two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would be over the moon over that. That would be great because it's just a whole. It's just it makes that one system that much bigger. Well, but you know, for uh, for your smugglier side, uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't Nix kind of be more up your alley? Oh, I'm very excited for Nix, um, and and I have a feeling that what we'll get with Nix is we'll get a jump point. And then we'll be get it. We'll j- be jumping into the zone, like whereas like Alasar is a zone, and hopefully Hurston is a zone. We'll mm-hmm. be jumping into the asteroid slash Delmar zone of the Nick system. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, definitely, uh, folks. Do check out that, and I'll po- post a link to that point in the video. Uh, to uh, just check out that uh, uh, it's just a picture. I mean, and it looks like it looks like a really horrible place that you don't want to go. So uh, um, I can hardly wait to be there. Just looks <laughs> dirty. It looks dirty. I mean, it it looks like if Blade Runner did forgot to take a bath. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's it's not like if you, if you started it on the Fifth Element Blade Runner continuum and just shot right past Blade Runner and kept going, this is where you would land uh, eventually. Not good. Not good at all. All right. Well, uh, we're running a little bit long here, but I did want to get to a couple of questions from uh, episode 75 of 10 for the Chairman. Good to have Chris back in the seat. Um, uh, one of the questions that I think might uh, that a lot of people kind of have uh, on their mind is, 
uh, will someone with an average computer system, are they going to be able to play the game, or do we have to have a high-end system? And what Chris said is that optimization is ongoing and nowhere near being done. Uh, I've noticed that optimization or that things are running smoother. So they, they have done some. Yeah. Um, um, so I, and I think it's made a difference. Um, but he's, he continues, the goal is to get mid-level machines to run the game well, too, not just high-end machines. And so, of course, you know, this begs the question, you know, what, what is an average machine? Um, and, and probably more to the point, what is an average machine going to be like uh, when these things start getting released in their final version? You know, right, at right, the, right. the end of this year um, for Squadron 42, what's an average machine going to be? And uh, uh, at the end of, uh, hopefully at the end of next year, uh, when the PU launches, uh, what's an average machine going to be? And, uh, you know, how, if you think about it now, um, you know, especially following up on our conversation of uh, either last week or the week before, um, you know, is Oculus, is the requirements for the Oculus sort of setting a bar for what an average gaming machine is going to be in the next few years? Because if it is, you know, I'm flunking this class, you know? I don't, I don't think so. I think Oculus is going to be a bleeding edge machine, um, well, at least initially. Well, the Vive is, I understand, is even beefier requirements. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I, it's, it's. I have a feeling that it's going to be cutting edge system, um, system resource wise uh, for for at least a few years before, um, you know, the Oculus and and you, before th- that type of technology becomes a little more commonplace. Mm-hmm. So, if I had to guess, CIG will probably base their minimum spec requirements on uh, I don't know, let's say a two a rig that's two years old. No, that that could be what was state of the art two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or if the game is coming out in let's say another year, um, you know what what the the specs are from last year. You know, our you know another interesting way of looking at it might be to say, okay, um, right now, what's the best rig you can build for fifteen hundred bucks? Yeah, you know, and kind of go at it like that. Yeah, you know, that's, that's very possible. Because I know, you know, a computer is not a computer is not a computer. You know, you can, um, <laughs> you can, um, um, especially if you're building your own. My understanding is is that you can uh, get uh, go a lot further um, with your money um, by doing some creative um, uh, putting togetherness. Well, well, now, 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 creativeness that's that's right up my alley. <laughs> it is. This is the how, how many how many different ways Gleep and Jimmy can. Uh, you know, bring uh, Jimmy Stewart into the show today. That's right. All right. And then um, uh, someone asked about something that you know, had, had occurred to me recently uh, after um, I think we described last week the uh, the rather annoying griefing instance um, or uh, incident that uh, um, us guys with ships experienced during one of our meetups. Um, the question is, what are the long-term plans to detour, detour poor player behavior? And what Chris said is, we view the mini PU as a sandbox test bed. We don't want to build in a nanny state from the beginning. Instead, we'll evolve systems where we see players abusing things. We'll always, we've always had plans for bounties with both NPC and player enforcement. When you are attacked, your ship will broadcast it. If the broadcast is picked up by communication satellites and the attack was in a safe zone, a bounty will be placed on the attacker. This could also lead to emergent gameplay like taking down communication satellites before a heist, which in turn will spawn missions like you currently see in Crusader. 
as we get more persistence in game, we'll also start putting in elements of reputation. So I'm guessing that the reputation is also going to be uh, used to uh, regulate and well, monitor and regulate uh, uh, the um, the griefers instance, which they had talked about before, where right. uh, you know folks that that really um, uh, you know are just are, are just poor sports. They're, yeah. they're going to they'll be relegated to. Uh, to um, you know, I'm sure you had a teacher at some point that said, "I hope you grow up and have have two just like you." Uh, so th- those folks are going to get their own club. So I can only assume. I, I think that that the issue that's most prevalent right now um, is uh, people blowing ships up on platforms uh, and or ramming their ships into ships like an Alisar, which is a um, an armistice station. Uh, you get people that just fly their ships into your ship on a platform just because they can. Uh, When you go out to the uh, security outpost and you land on a platform, it's a very, very good likelihood that someone's just going to blow your ship up from space because they can. Um, If I had to guess, what they'll implement eventually will be, in regards to that specifically, will be autocannons. They've talked about that briefly, um, and patrols. Um, they've talked about that briefly in the past, and I think what you'll end up getting is if, if you, you know, if said uh, griefer, uh, you know, rolls up on your ship that's parked on a platform and opens fire on it, they will more than likely be within range of, let's say, autocannons that are on the mm-hmm. uh, platform. Uh, that will take them out very quickly, um, or they'll get swarmed by um, by patrols and get taken out very quickly. If I had to guess, that that's probably going to be the type of thing that they do to dissuade um, that particular instant that particular issue which is very prevalent right now in uh the persistent universe yeah i'm you know to chris's point though i i see why they're they're letting they're giving folks a long rope at this point because they want to they want to confirm the stuff that um uh, that doesn't work um, before because you know it, it's real easy in theory to come up with well this shouldn't work and this shouldn't work and yeah. uh, it'll be better if we do this but um, if you just like like give everyone free reign and sort of see uh, what happens I think that's a valuable experiment yeah and I think Chris is absolutely right in that you don't you, you, it's it's too early right now to start you know implementing quote unquote nanny state type of stuff it's just too it's just too soon there's no penalties for your ship getting blown up there's no penalties for dying um, you're all Auto, you know, spawning. The, the the biggest issue is just that it can be a time sink. But beyond that, I think you know Chris is absolutely right. Let it play out, see what the more common you know nuisances are, and then take your time and figure out the right way to resolve them in a way that is still fun for everybody and doesn't um, doesn't make the game crushing and take away the uh, open world nature of it. Um, and one last thing, um, if you like really, really smart guys, um, do check out uh, Reverse the Verse uh, January Subscriber Edition. It was, uh, it was, uh, it's on the YouTubes now. It, uh, it was originally aired on the 27th, last Wednesday. And uh, Sean Tracy is uh, the interviewee with, uh, with uh, Disco. And I think it was, it was with Disco and uh, Ben. And uh, it's, um, uh, he's really smart. And... Basically, the only the only thing I got out of listening to really smart guy is that space glass is pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Yeah, so um, you know, check that out if you're interested in the more technical aspects of the development of the game. All right, well, um, go support Engine uh, for all of your site hosting needs. 
E-N-J-I-N.com. They power our website. They should be powering yours. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins, for letting us use your music. Please do go check him out at ronaldjenkins.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's first cast every Saturday afternoon. You can reach the podcast by email at comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at Versecast. Please be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash Versecast. Please upvote us there on the RSI Community Hub and in the Deep Space Radar sections. Links to these are in the show notes. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. Uh, we're playing a lot of armor right now, so join our join our Steam group. Uh, we are all out there. And please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is at versecast.org. It is just tons and tons of fun uh, without um, without all the annoying music. So, say goodnight, Gracie. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Uh, also, all of my uh, contact information is in the show notes, uh, but I'm most chatty over at Twitter, so you're welcome to come over there and strike up a conversation or two or three. And you can catch uh, me every Thursday night at 9 p.m. PST and every Saturday at 1 p.m. PST over at the base, uh, StarCitizenBaseRadio.com. I do, uh, or no, Radio.StarCitizenBase.com. That's it. I do. Uh, <laughs> I do. There too. I do a show called Quantum Drive. Uh, it's he does. a mixture of music and lore, um, and I kind of take the lore and kind of spin it into a story. Um, I actually, I, I've found that this helps me learn the lore, and I know that some of the people that listen to the show kind of feel the same way. Uh, last week, uh, Jackson went to Earth, visited New Earth. York, Earth, visited New York, uh, Shanghai, and Russia. And mm-hmm. uh, this week, uh, Jackson is heading to spend some time at Spider. Oh, excellent. A gangster's paradise. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> All right, then. Until next time, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See ya! Going to the desert. Woo-hoo. You're going to enjoy that. By the way, my Jimmy Stewart uh, earlier, I, I got a little bit of a German accent. I don't know how that happened. You know, I mean, he was popular all over the world. That must be what it was. Yeah.